Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability we all have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. Before we jump into today's episode, I'm excited to share that we're kicking off this year's Bootability journey with a 31-day chanting challenge from January 18th to February 18th. To sign up, subscribe to our newsletter linked in the show notes below. Every day from January 18th to February 18th, you'll receive daily actions and accountability support by email, as well as an audio feature called Chanting with Friends, which is a recording of people chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo that you can follow along with. On that note, on today's podcast, we're going to discuss how and why to make chanting a daily habit. Our guest is Celise Christie of Iowa, who shares her own process of recommitting to her daily Buddhist practice over the last two years, as well as tips for chanting every day and what happens when you do. Here's the key point. In a world that can feel increasingly overwhelming and negative, it's important to have ways to refresh our spirit. That's precisely what chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, which Celise calls the ultimate self-care, is for. It allows us to tap into the boundless reserves of courage, compassion, wisdom, and energy. In other words, bootability that we all have within us to navigate life with confidence and self-belief. This in turn allows us to show up for other people as our best self, and in community, we can build a more hopeful world. Here's Celise. My name is Celise Christie. I'm 28 years old, and what I do, I work in the field of agriculture, and I work for a nonprofit that works with farmers uh, promoting sustainable and regenerative farming practices. And today I'm calling from Iowa. Amazing. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, also, like right in the beginning of the year, which is an exciting time and it's an exciting episode. Um, so before we jump into today's topic, I just wanted to ask a little bit of context about your own practice. If you could share when and why you encountered and decided to start practicing SGI and Buddhism yourself. Yes. Um, so I was born into the practice. Uh, my mom began practicing. Ooh. I'd say mid-late 70s. Um, She immigrated to the U.S. uh, from Panama in Central America and began practicing when she immigrated and had a friend introduce her in the midst of, you know, coming to the U.S. And then years years later, you know, I was born and then uh, began practicing, I would say, probably seriously by the age of 14, 15, when I really tried to understand this practice for myself. And I always kind of say that um, even though I was born into the practice, I've had like multiple shifts in my daily practice of chanting Namio Renge Kyo. And really like the shift would be really ultimately this recommitment to da- or daily chanting or my daily practice. Um, and I would say over these past two years of just like navigating life amidst a pandemic, my practice is really shifted to really think about how I want to expand my life for happiness or towards happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say like, I really wanted to start chanting to really understand it for myself and realize that even though I was born into the practice and, and always born and surrounded by Nam Myoho Kyo, that 
it wasn't until I really took ownership of my own life and realized like I want to change or I want to uh, do better and be better and think about you know what does happiness mean for myself I see you know others around me who are chanting and even though they're suffering like they're still really joyful and so how can I tap into that joy you know for myself and uh, really I feel like these past two years uh, amidst of life and the pandemic I've just been like what can I tap into that's always going to bring me joy, you know, for myself? And that's really been the shift to really dive into what, you know, practicing and chanting means for me, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. Wow. I love, uh, yeah, I love how connected this is to what we're, what we're talking about today. So first, thank you for sharing the context. Um, and I also love that you use the word recommit uh, to mm. daily chanting, because we are going to talk a lot about chanting and why daily and and all of those things um but uh yeah if you don't mind my asking you know because i'm thinking anyone who might be beginning their practice of chanting right now it starts with a why right like oh i'm going through this or i want to pursue this or i'm struggling with this or i want to feel xyz you know so mm-hmm. around the time that you decided to like really start start practicing buddhism and um you were like what you described sort of had these questions about happiness and what that looks like for you do you mind sharing a little bit about like what were you facing something at the time or what was kind of going on yeah i to be honest you know i reflect back um on these really like two years and i feel like um actually it was like before the pandemic like in uh late 2019 my father passed away and then like the pandemic hit like March 2020 and then like just all these like life shifts were really happening around the same time um in my life and like in society and I really feel like you know these past two years we've all just experienced shifts you know in our daily lives and one thing that's been really beautiful is like you know we're all dealing with this what feels like you know societal suffering and really thinking about how we prioritize ourselves, you know, with deep care or like mental health. Um, and to be honest, I just always realized with, from my dad's death, like he was an individual who always prioritized other people and other other people's happiness and uh, really lived to serve others. And not in a way that was like selfless, but like, and not selfish, but I could see that he was giving, you know, himself holistically to other people, but not really giving back to himself. And I realized, I don't know what really clicked. Maybe it was just my practice or just really reflecting in these past years that I was also doing that. I am also a person who um, really is like, I pride myself on being a cheerleader for other people. And I'm always just like supporting people or giving people advice or that friend in the friend group that, people turn to and they're like, oh my God, I'm doing, I have this going on. Like, what do I do about this? And I'm always, like, I pride myself in being there for people and always cheering other people on and like, don't let somebody say that about you. Like, this is what you can do about it and like standing up for people. But I don't really do that for myself. And I see that in other people and I just, I'm like, dang, like how, how do I pride myself in doing that for other people? But I don't have pride in doing that for myself. And especially just like in this past year of like, you know, seeing people prioritize themselves. I'm like, okay, like, how can I, how, yeah, how can I do that for myself and learn that to feel good about doing that and not feel like guilty and feel like I need to always just be, be, be for others. But like, how can I really tap into that for myself? 
And it was actually really interesting. Um, I was, you know, attending an SGI Buddhist meeting and I had actually a friend in faith who, you know, after the meeting, um, we had like a virtual meeting and she kind of texted me and was like, hey, can we can we chat one on one? And in, you know, visiting with this other other Buddhist member, you know, she really encouraged me that uh, like she asked me, like, do you believe like in your prayer? Do you believe like in chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo? And like, how is that going for you? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I believe it. Like, I believe like, you know, we all deserve happiness and we're all working towards, you know, identifying what that means for, you know, each other. And then she's like, but what about, you know, for yourself? Like, do you believe like in your own happiness? And I was like, whoa, that <laughs> that's a big question. I... I don't know. Like I, 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 it's easy to see externally, you know, but internally, how do I believe it, you know, 100% and believe that I'm worth my own happiness. And then, you know, she said like, if I don't believe in my prayer, then I don't have, you know, ultimate belief in my own life. And I was like, whoa, like that's, <laughs> that's yeah. really deep. And, you know, just thinking about, you know, when someone passes away, if someone close to you passes away and you're honoring that person's life and I'm thinking about my own life and how like our lives are just so precious and I'm like dang if I don't believe in my life and I don't believe in my prayer because you know we ultimately chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo like with our whole beings and our whole lives to really think like how can I tap into that and so yeah I, I just think that these past few years have just been deep reflection around that and I've just been really trying to chant with my whole heart uh, mm -hmm. to believe in my whole potential and believe that I'm really ultimately deserving of being my own life's cheerleader as I, you know, pride myself in doing that for others. And I've just been like trying to learn like day by day and slowly like how I can do that through, you know, believing in my own prayer. Yeah. Wow. That's really profound. Um, yeah. So, so just to sort of play back what I'm hearing, um, so basically like you were you encounter the practice because you grew up around it but it's really right. like this last two-ish years that has been this like kind of bigger like re-exploration recommitment um mm. process that um yeah I I'm, I have so many questions about what you're sharing because it's so real what you're describing and also for the sake of um people listening I think these these two ideas are actually quite difficult to understand in Buddhism one is you know, practice, we practice for ourselves and for others. It's not one or the other. It's right. both, um, which I think, you know, it takes time to understand that. So I'm sure we'll unpack it as we go. Um, mm. But I just have one quick follow up before before I move on where you use the word prayer to describe chanting, mm. um, which in Buddhism, prayer isn't the same kind of prayer that, you know, we're used to hearing in other religions or anything like that. So, um, but then I, I hear people interchangeably use it with chanting all the time. Myself, I do it sometimes. Right. Um, what, so what do you mean by prayer? Like, you know, like why that word to describe chanting, if that makes sense? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I think, you know, this, we're chanting on a daily basis and I think how I associate prayer is really like just a connection of the spirit to the universe and like how I'm really like calling out and like manifesting this like auditorial sound, you know, mm -hmm. with my own life to really like the universe and like how I'm 
also tapping into my own like inner self. So like our inner Buddha nature or inner Buddha ability um, rather. And so I associate this word prayer really ultimately with sound and like, like auto, like audio sound. And when we're utilizing our voices, um, I really have a, I mean, I'm not a, a musician or uh, a, an artist by any means, but I do believe like in the verbiating like vibration of sound and how I associate prayer is really like this auditorial experience of like really chanting that myoding a kill um, out loud and believing like I'm tapping into this like auto like sound vibration with my spirit and ultimately like challenging to call out like my inner, my inner Buddha nature or my mm. inner Buddha ability rather. And so when I associate like the word prayer with Nami Hoden Kyo, it's really like this rhythmic sound of calling out my my inner Buddha nature to really align myself with like, okay, if I'm chanting for, you know, this goal or I'm chanting to believe myself and believe in my inner potential, because mm. we believe Nami Hoden Kyo is literally like this this power, this unlimited potential within ourselves and just always like daily calling it out and so yeah when I think about either the same or the difference or like how they connect you know two different two different words but ultimately how I see them is very similar but I think like you know are the the tangible words but the prayer is really like the action of me saying those words and chanting out loud on a daily basis and how mm-hmm. I do that mm-hmm. I love that. That's such a great way to to describe it. It made me think, um, uh, I read this recently, but uh, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, Mm. Daisaku Ikeda describes it as like, you're harmonizing the microcosm with the macrocosm, which is yeah. what kind of exactly what you're describing. Um, right. Anyway, yeah, no, that's super helpful. Thank you for for clarifying that. And actually, it's perfect because it leads into today's topic. Um, which of course is about chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And this episode is coming out at a time when many people are gearing up to do our um, uh, January kind of chanting challenge, which starts soon. Um, But, you know, doing something every day is hard. And so we wanted to talk today about how and why to make chanting a habit, like a consistent thing that we do, um, and maybe offer some tips on how people can do that. So I'm curious for you, um, it sounds like the philosophy of Buddhism is something that you were already kind of attracted to and you were mm. already thinking about based on what you were sharing earlier. But to actually sit down every single morning and chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo and evening, you know, for many people who do it twice a day, um, how did you decide and when did you decide that like this needs to be something that I am going to do every day? Yeah. I mean, you're completely valid. Like, Anything, anything that we try to consistently do or have a habit is, is really difficult. And I think we have to, uh, one, realize that because it's difficult doesn't mean that you like one can't do it or because, you know, it's difficult that, you know, we want to like shy away from struggling with it. I think we have to like own up to that. And that goes with like I feel like anything, you know, not just chanting, but anything that we really want to change. But I think it's one recognizing that it's going to be a challenge, but the beauty in challenging means that we're, you know, ultimately striving to do better and be better, um, you know, individuals and human beings. And so for me, whew, for me, chanting as a habit really comes down to a responsibility 
And so kind of like I think when I shared earlier, like I have like these multiple kind of shifts or really like redeterminations or recommitments to this practice. It really came back to like, how consistent do I want to be with like changing my life and like being really real and strict with myself and realizing like chanting Nam Yehudenge Kyo is like a daily practice and that, you know, even though it's been in my life from like really its beginnings, that I had to really take time to realize that if I want to create my own happiness, it's not something that I can check in on like every couple of days or like out of the many water, out of the many like house plants that I have, like when I remember to water them, like, oh, I'm going to water it now because I, you know, I want to keep them alive. Like it's something that I have to do like every single day, even when it feels like I'm just like at the depths of like energy and I don't really feel like it. Like, it's not a matter of like whether I feel like it or not, but it's a matter of like how deeply do I want to change my life and check in, you know, ultimately with myself each and every day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've had to train my brain to think about chanting as like a daily habit of like the ultimate self-care to think about, you know, if I really want to take care of myself and really want to challenge, you know, prioritizing myself, how can I build this consistency into my life and ultimately be responsible because, you know, in practicing this Buddhism and chanting, we're also also diligently always making goals. And as this is, you know, really thinking about a new year and developing a new challenge about, you know, what do I really want to chant for and what goals do I want to achieve? You know, okay, like I have to work diligently each day to achieve what it is that I want to manifest in my life. And me being me, to be honest, I'd always be hesitant sometimes in, in making goals because I'm like, dang, if it comes if it manifests and comes to you, like I have to be responsible for it. Like <laughs> if I wanna change this in my life, like or I wanna get, you know, this job or have this type of relationship, like I have to be responsible for that. And not that I have a fear of responsibility, but it's like, do I wanna take on more? Do I wanna be more? Do I want to be in true ownership of my happiness and realize that I don't want to have it be dependent upon other things in my life. Like I want to be like, you know, Daisakui said, Ikeda always says like ultimately being the protagonists in our life, you know, not, not seeing it outside of myself, but really truly looking within and know that I have agency over my own happiness is like, okay, like that's really my rev up of like, okay, like I got to rev myself up to do this. But Ultimately, for me, it comes down to responsibility and like ownership. And if it's something that I really want to change, like how can I consistently commit myself or recommit myself to uh, really cultivate these changes or these shifts that I want to see in my life? But then also on the second side of that is like not feel guilty about, you know, for example, if I wake up late and I'm like, dang, I really had a goal of like chanting 30 minutes this morning or, you know, however many minutes that I wanted to do. And I'm like, I woke up late. I need to make coffee. I need to get my breakfast. I literally have like five minutes. Am I going to decide in those five minutes? Like I'm going to like go and chant, you know, however little bit of time or however much time I have, or am I just going to be like, you know what? I really need to get going. And because I need to get going, like, or I need to do this, because I'm prioritizing something else outside of my life. If my life is my priority, like I know I have to check in, you know, again, to this ultimate like habit of self-care, like I have to check in, you know, with my daily life. And like, I really am, you know, setting myself up, you know, to, to succeed or setting up myself to always see and tap into my Buddha nature for the day. 
And so even if it's like five minutes or even if it's 10 minutes or if it's like I actually woke up early and I have, you know, more than five or 10 minutes, like I'm going to commit myself or recommit myself. And maybe if it's only those five minutes and I was running late, like how am I going to be determined that, you know, I need to leave my work or I need to do this by this time to then say, okay, I really want to get to 10 or 30 or however many minutes in the evening to recommit and redetermine by the evening. And there's something I think that uh, that's beautiful about this daily practice or this, you know, Nichiren Buddhism and practicing with it, the Soka Gakkai is that each day is like a new day. And so for us to not really feel guilty about or feel bad or feel uh, swayed or feel defeated by yesterday, like we live to practice in the present and that each day is like a new day to redetermine. So, you know, if I make this a daily habit, like, okay, how am I going to recommit tomorrow or tomorrow morning? Or how can I refresh myself for a new day to say, hey, like today's going to be the day where, you know, I chant, you know, diligently. And it's not a matter if I, you know, win or lose, but it's a matter of the daily struggle and continuing to like identify and have that like ultimate, you know, sense of self-care to really tap into to my Buddha nature each day. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I love that. And I hearing you say that makes me think like, um, diligent doesn't mean perfect. Mm. Like, you know, it that it sounds like that's what you're saying. Like, it's so spot on. It's just the spirit to continue trying. And those days, I know exactly what you mean when you just, you know, I don't wake up on time. And I'm like, Oh, I, I like know the difference between days where I'm like, Oh, I have five minutes to leave the house. Ah, whatever you know, I'll just try Like, that's how it used to be. Like, I'll just do it again tomorrow. Like today's lost kind of thing mm. versus those days where I'm like, no, I'm going to sit down for one minute and I'm going to chant Nam Yohoi and Gekyo because I'm not going to miss it, you know, right. that kind of thing. So I, yeah, that difference is so subtle, but it like, you're operating at a very different level based on your attitude. <laughs> yeah. Those two things, you know? Right. Yeah. I think for me, it's becoming, um, affirmative and not so much strict, but I think affirmative with my own life. And, and it's not a matter of like, yeah, like do or don't, but like the willingness to keep trying. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think it's just important to always have that willingness within our own lives, because, you know, if we can commit ourselves to, uh, any other thing, like our habitual tea or coffee in the morning, like I need this tea or this coffee or I need to do this. Like, you know, we come to always have like these, you know, habits in our lives that we not necessarily grow accustomed to, but we tap into because we feel like it's just going to set us off for like success or make us feel, you know, really great about the day. Or like if I'm having this stressful moment, I always turn to this, but like, how can I always turn back to like chanting? And thinking about it in that way. And for me, especially on the days where I don't feel like my life is really that, you know, shiny and brilliant, or I don't believe in my potential, like I always, knowing that I always have something and then believing that like with this, like I can ultimately see my whole self and believe in my whole self. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 It totally, um, it sounds so inspiring the way you're describing it. <laughs> uh, I want to follow up on one thing because it sounds like, how do I, how do I put this? Um, like you're saying chanting is a way to check in with yourself every day and also to really like feel this sense of responsibility for your mm -hmm. own life and empowerment and belief. But 
you seem so light about it, right? Like, I feel like some people who are listening might be like, that's like a heavy load. Like, I don't know if I want to wake up every morning and feel that responsible for everything. We don't really live in a world where that's like the norm. You know, it's a lot of like, oh, just how do I cope or how do I ignore or how do I do something more fun kind of. Um, And but I it's like you're so genuinely like this, like feels like a happy thing for you, which I love. Mm. And so I just want to unpack that a little bit um, for anyone listening who might be kind of new. um, You know, like maybe we can talk a little bit about what the benefit of chanting actually is so that we can understand like why it is that you have this commitment to chanting and why it is that we're all trying to build a commitment to chanting. Um, So, yeah, like how would you describe, you know, what happens when you chant? Like maybe on an average day you wake up, like what are you even chanting about? How is it impacting Mm. your day? For someone who's totally new and they're like, I want to understand what it is that you're trying to describe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can speak um, publicly in these past two months, I've really um, kind of coming back to realizing and trying to believe in my ultimate self and realizing that I want to be the cheerleader of my own life and my own happiness. And it's really manifested through my like work life. And mm-hmm. I've just realized that uh, I would always share how I'm like, oh, I'm really hesitant. Like, I see the changes that I want to make, or I see this person like achieving that goal. Like, dang, I want to achieve that goal too, but can I really achieve it? Like, do I really want that to happen in my life? And, you know, what are I, I go in this cycle of like, what are my goals? Okay, those are my goals, but like, can I really achieve that? Uh, is that really my goal? Like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And so then I always kind of uh, have been sharing, like, I'm really hesitant or I have this hesitancy. And I've understood through chanting, you know, like, how can I defeat this hesitancy in my life? Or, you know, if I see other people who are winning or friends who are like, oh, they got that job or like, oh, my gosh, so and so actually like broke through this relationship problem or et cetera, et cetera. Like not seeing all these external things, but realizing if I want something in my life, I have to take ownership and that responsibility rather than trying to compare myself to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I've really, to be honest, in, uh, in my prayer, actually, in, or my enchanting Nam Yodin in these past couple of months, like November, I, I was sharing with other friends uh, who practice this Buddhism that my November kind of goal was like no fear November because I was realizing like this hesitancy in my life where I was hesitant to take action really was rooted in this fear, like rooted in a fear that, I can ultimately be this person that I want to be. And so I've just been chanting, you know, to like not have any fear, not have any fear to be like authentically myself, not have any fear to believe in and that I deserve my own happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just through chanting like that, I've just come to be able to have this like inner wisdom and this clarity of my own mind to see that if I have goals and if I have this potential to believe in myself, like that I have to be responsible for it. And mm-hmm. I can't rely on others to 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 determine that happiness. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for somebody who's new and thinking about, okay, how do I develop how do I develop that responsibility or how do I develop this commitment? I think it's just ultimately coming back to yourself and realizing and asking yourself, what is it that you would like to shift in your life? You know, whether it's seeing 
seeing and believing in your own happiness, seeing and believing in your ultimate potential, either in a relationship or work or family or friends and like being a better friend or being a better partner, etc. You know, believing one that it's 100% obtainable, but it, you know, always it comes back to starting with us and seeing how we can internally shift, you know, our own Buddha nature and our own uh, Buddha ability or even ultimately what we refer to it as is human revolution like how do I revolutionize my own spirit to really create these these shifts or whatever it is that we're wanting to achieve in our lives and if mm-hmm. it's on me am I going to decide to 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 run with that responsibility or am I going to decide to be hesitant and realize like if I don't change it's never going to change or if I don't you know, awaken or wholeheartedly believe in myself. I'm never going to come to do that. I'm always going to seek from others to believe in me, but it's never going to come from me from 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 the get-go. And mm-hmm. I don't want to depend on others to, you know, validate me or validate my life because I want to live a life that's, you know, exponentially profound. And, you know, we chant, like you were saying earlier, we chant, or we chant and we ultimately practice for ourselves and for others. But I always come back to that. You know, I think it's like a saying, like, how are you going to, how are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself? And it's kind of the same thing. Like, how can I be happy truly, genuinely, you know, oh yeah, I'm happy for you. No, but like truly, genuinely happy for others if I'm not ultimately happy with myself. And so by chanting Nami Horinge Kyo, I can always like tap into that. And I have to be happy for myself in order to be truly, genuinely happy for others and see others, you know, as, you know, Buddhas or see others and realize like, if I'm deserving of happiness, you are too. And like, let's all be happy together and then like really run. And then also, you know, come to share Nami Horinge Kyo with other people, but I think, you know, just as we think about that, like, you know, how do we ultimately care for others, but it's ultimately a reflection of caring for ourselves, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate everything you just said, and um, it, it, it's maybe, like, worth sharing this, but I think, um, again, for anyone who's really new to chanting, everything that you're sharing is sort of built on this fundamental understanding Mm -hmm. that the purpose of practicing Buddhism is for our happiness, which I feel like I just need to state in case anybody listening was like, what are you chanting for? But, um, but what I, what you're describing is so amazing because it's like, I remember on a much earlier episode, um, I think episode three, um, we interviewed a therapist and kind of Mm. broke down this like what's the difference between relative happiness and absolute happiness which in buddhism right we're aspiring to develop absolute happiness which is not dependent on your circumstances but it's like your bootability or your life state um versus relative which is like yeah if i got the thing i want it works out if i'm in the relationship i'm happy and then like if there's stressful things going on around me i'm not happy um Mm. So, yeah, I feel like that this makes sense, right? Because that sustainable happiness or that, which doesn't even have to be like joy all the time, but just like the willingness to continue to take care of yourself, to be respectful towards yourself, even during Mm -hmm. hard times. Um, Anyway, yeah, I feel like that what you're describing is like it does take a sense of responsibility to like have the guts to pursue that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So um, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, and I just wanted to share, it's a journey, you know, it's not, uh, I think I was just reflecting in 
the, the other day, like if happiness is a steadfast, you know, destination or a continuous journey. And just as we were talking about habits and like, how do I make Chani a daily habit? It's realizing like my happiness and creating my happiness is a continuous journey. It's never going to be an, a finite or absolute destination because our lives are just always expanding and always shifting and always growing. And because there's always these shifts or these expansive moments of growth, our happiness is this continuous journey that we have to always like diligently, one, be responsible for, but then always like tap, know that we have unlimited opportunities to tap into it. And one of those opportunities is by chanting Namu Hoding Ekyo. And it's like, if I'm going to be on this journey of life, how can I have like the most like bound, bountiful and abundant journey mm-hmm. of life, no matter what it is that I go through? Because, you know, of course, if we think about it as a journey, we always have twists and turns or like a roadblock or a do not disturb sign <laughs> or like all the things. But no matter all these challenges or difficulties that come in, whether we whether we see them or not or whether we can foresee them or not or. Um, you know, it's a matter of just us being able to realize like, this is a continuous journey. And because it's a continuous journey, how can I always just have this habit to know that on this journey of life, I'm always going to be expanding and I'm always really trying to create happiness wherever it is that I am and however it is that I continue on this path of life. Mm -hmm. And if we think about it that way, then it's like, okay, each day I'm on this journey of life. How can I always tap into this, you know, path of happiness? And it's really by creating that habit of chanting Nam Yohari Nikyo each day. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I completely agree. And actually, you know, um, this makes me think of when we uh, spoke on the phone prior to, mm. to this interview. Um, you use these words to sort of describe that uh, ch- what chanting makes you feel and you said worthy and capable and like that has stayed in my head for weeks <laughs> because yes. uh, you know especially when we're thinking about goals and a new year I feel like that's the thing that's missing from like every hey it's January what are you going to pursue right like what if you don't feel worthy or capable of achieving the things you set out to and then like on day two you fall down right um, mm-hmm. and so I just love that you mentioned that and I would love to understand more like what did you mean by that or um yeah what does that actually look like like on a on an average day in your life you know yes to be honest I it kind of comes back to that hesitancy like uh anytime that there's like yeah a new year and like okay like everybody's like what's your new year's resolutions you're like what's your goals for this year I'm like I would honestly be the person who would not like to make goals. And I'm like, I don't want to make any New Year's resolutions because I never felt like they would come true or like I never felt like, dang, like these changes that I want to make, like how, like they just seemed impossible. Like mm-hmm. if I want to have this type of career or I want to go for this job, I, to be honest, still even struggle with my inner doubt. Like I don't... I, I'm also the person at like work or in life that if somebody looks to me to do a task or a responsibility, my first response would be like, are you sure you want me to do that? There's somebody else who's like way more capable or has way more, you know, experience. Like, I don't think that that's that, that you want me to do that or you want me to take on this project. I don't know if I can do that. I think that there's somebody else that could do that. Like, that's my response. And I still, I still respond that way. And each time 
I've realized whether it's in either work or life or even friends, um, the person on the other side of that is always like, heck yeah, like that's why I'm asking you to do this. Like if I didn't believe you were capable or if I didn't believe that you were able to do these things, like I wouldn't ask you. And then I think I just had to hear that like so many times and in like many different spaces and places to then realize like, dang, like if other people can see that I'm worthy and capable, like how how can I not see it for myself? And mm-hmm. and my goals, I've just realized like, I would also, I have a science background too. So my, my, my goals would be like, I need to make X dollars or I need to have this type of, like I feel like my goals had to be so finite that I would get lost. And like, if this doesn't absolutely happen word for word, then I've like already lost. Mm-hmm. And one of these things in chanting, you know, Nami Hoding Akyo and practicing this Buddhism, it's not about like winning or losing, but it's about this journey towards the goal and how your life is like shifting, you know, towards this goal and working towards it, that that's really the winning part. And so my goals haven't been so finite of like, I need to have received like X number of job offers or like I need to live in like X number. Of, I want to live in like a this type of apartment with this number of square foot. Like it doesn't have to be that specific. But my goals have been just so broad of like literally coming back, like having absolutely no fear or like seeing my capability and like being my own cheerleader. Like honestly, those have been my goals and like through that i've just been able to kind of understand and like maybe i have some like sub goals under this uh of like tangible tangible items or tangible things but i've really realized that um through chanting and and by chanting i'm holding a kill like i've just tapped in to realize and see and have this bigger broader reflection like if i want to have no fear what does that mean that means that i have to be not hesitant and see my whole life for what it is and believe like always coming back to this word belief and when it comes to these opportunities or projects happening or for example right now as I'm trying to navigate like next steps in my career and work like not just as I'm searching like realizing like okay that does seem like a next level but like I'm ready for that next level instead Mm -hmm. of just only looking for you know, job opportunities that are the same or, you know, potential, like I'm thinking about going back to grad school. Like I've always been like, I don't know, can I really, can I really go back? Like, am I, am I smart enough to go back? Am I able to go back? But it's all these ifs that come up in my head and I don't want to live a life on ifs, right? Like if I can only do that or if I can, you know, manifest these things, but I want to live a life that I can say, yeah, I will do that. Or like, I will achieve this. And maybe a little part of me sometimes is always going to be hesitant, but that little part just becomes like lesser and lesser and lesser as I continue to chant Nami Hoding Kyo. And so when I chant and I come back to these words of feeling worthy and capable, it's really tapping into that, you know, first goal of like, how can I be like the ultimate cheerleader in my own life as I am to so many others? And chanting each day like you know when I'm chanting saying like I'm capable like I'm absolutely worthy and there are days to be honest where I don't I don't feel like it there's always going to be those days but if we come back to this you know daily habit okay like I woke up and I don't (laughs) I don't feel the greatest I had like a really you know maybe crappy day yesterday because I didn't get to work on what I needed to work on or I was being 
really procrastinating on a particular project like I'm never gonna get it done it's not gonna be great like all these like negative self-talk and I have a lot of like negative self-talk but because I I I think about it and I'm wanting to change it and I see that I want to change it like then I'm able to tap back you know and chant about it it's always just tapping back into that and having that unlimited tool or a limited potential to to back, tap back into feeling you know this feeling of worthiness and and capableness yeah I love all of that I'm just thinking you know like people might have all kinds of goals or wishes or whatever they might be feeling at the beginning of a year following mm-hmm. two very very difficult years right for right. so many people and it's like what you're describing it's putting words to something that like I feel but I've never really been able to describe where mm-hmm. like underneath all of the goals and habits I want to cultivate and practices I have in my life for self-care or how I spend my time all those kinds of things is like this massive ocean that I can dip mm-hmm. into of like like that worthiness and capability and energy and compassion and like right. all of those things you know so chanting is like if you do that then like try pursuing anything on top of it it'll be a completely different experience yes yeah Yeah. and I think it's like how we choose to view things and sometimes I feel like we forget that we have a choice sometimes I feel like we forget that we have a choice to choose our own happiness or to choose you know our unlimited potential because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's so easy it's easier to be like super being honest like it's easy to just take the back seat like okay like somebody else is driving like y'all got it right and I can just chill in the back and like see everything happening but then we forget if we take a back seat or if we forget that we have a choice to our life then we just become passive we just feel like okay things are happening and then we just point and be able to see like externally like okay well this is happening because of that like well I can't get that because of this and, you know, with this Buddhism, we ultimately have this clarity of, of vision and clarity of understanding that, like, yo, I have, I can drive the ship if I'm in this ocean and I'm on this boat. Like, I might not know, <laughs> I might not know how to sail, but, like, I'm going to do my darndest to, like, steer this boat towards the direction I want to go to. Or if I'm in the backseat of my life, like, I don't, knowing that, one, I don't have to be back there. Two, I can choose to drive or choose to be in the driver's seat of my own life. And that that shift or like that clarity is really like this daily practice. Because, you know, we we don't come to this clarity overnight. You know, it's a really this, again, this expansive life journey. And each day is a new day to always see or to always understand or realize that we are truly capable of anything that we want. But it's choosing that capability and choosing to see um, and realizing that we have a choice is like the ultimate like clarity um, and being able to chant Nami Hoding Kyo and then choosing ultimately our happiness um, because it's a choice. And I think if we think about it that way, then it comes back to like, how do I develop that responsibility? Totally. Yeah, I love that. And um, yeah, it's also that's also a great way to look at the, the daily practice of just like every day you're choosing Mm. that's essentially what you're doing right because if you don't sit down to chant then like where where in the day did you make the choice to like continue right right right. you know also side note i love what you said about the like the ifs like not living Mm. your life based on if but living your life based on i'm gonna do this i i feel Mm. like it's so 
um, like if, if people like pause for a second to think what it actually feels like to live your life based on your belief that your potential is not limited right. is insane. Like it's mind blowing, <laughs> right? If you like, we talk about it all the time in the Buddhist community. So I almost mm. take it for granted, but I'm realizing as you're sharing, like that's not how people operate. Everyone operates like this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. Now what? Yeah. Not like right, right. I can do anything. <laughs> it's hard. I, I, I mean, even me, like I always use the phrase, like it's easier to it's easier said than done. And it's easier to say, right? Like it's easy to say this, but it's so hard to live it. But I found myself like the more I just say it, like I'm like, I'm going to come to like believe it and tap into it on a daily basis. So if I keep saying, you know, I have the, you know, ultimate potential uh, to achieve what I want to achieve in my life. Like this is me verbally saying these words like right now. It's the same as me saying, yeah, totally. Um, first, I just wanted to ask, you know, based on everything that you're sharing, since of course, chanting every day is so important. And um, of course, the community, as you've also alluded to, is super important. But study is a huge, huge part of Buddhist practice so that we're actually studying the philosophy, right? Um, so do you yes. have a favorite Buddhist concept or quote or anything like that that you've held on to? Yes, I do. And I'm going to read it. And it's uh, actually super in line with what we were talking about today in terms of responsibility, choice, and like tapping into, you know, chanting every single day. And so I'll just read um, this quote, and this quote is from uh, Dasako Ikeda, and he says, hope. Hope in this sense is a decision. It is the most important decision uh, we can make. Hope changes everything, starting with our lives. Hope is the force that enables us to take action to make our dreams come true. And then he goes on to say, most crucial is our determination to continue to believe in the limitless dignity and possibilities of both ourselves and others. So yeah, hope is a decision. Our happiness is a decision. And we are those who can make, you know, that choice and that decision every single day. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so then to wrap up, I'll ask you our final question. And this is how I always end the show. If you had to give one piece of advice to anyone listening who's kind of new to chanting or just wants to make chanting an actual daily habit, but they haven't been able to yet, what advice would you give them? Yes, I think one is taking the time to reflect on your life, who you are, and reflect on what it is that you're ultimately wanting to achieve in your life or even just achieve in that day. Like if it's, you know, oh, I can't think about my life. What can you, what is the reflection of what you want to ultimately believe in or tap into um, in your daily life or that month or that week, if we can make it a little bit more helpful, you know, reflecting into that. And then two, belief, having the belief that you can ultimately chant for absolutely anything that you want, whether it's something tangible or something absolute, um, no matter what it is, believing like you can chant, and then three, really coming back to choice and decision, really deciding that, you know, you are ultimately deserving of your happiness and ultimately deserving of, you know, winning in life. And how you can win and, and be happy in life is by really chanting Nami Horingekyo um, on a daily basis. And it all starts with, you know, 
tomorrow or today and realizing like today is the day that you can decide to, you know, really, really chant. And so no matter, no matter the time, no matter the place, but always tapping back into that and choosing your happiness and choosing yourself ultimately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's what, that's what I would share. Do you have any like practical tips or tricks, like actually getting yourself mm. to physically sit down and chant every day um, that like help help you actually really focus every day or make sure you do it the next day? Mm, that's a great question, like physical things that make me. Um, so I think one is like having what like what's the time? Like, what's the time that I'm always, like, making a goal? Because, like, for example, I mean, we're all working. Well, not everybody's working virtually or from home. Some people are hybrid or in the office. But um, I know for some people, you know, we all have this responsibility to work, right? Like, oh, I got to be at work at, like, 8 or at 930 or whatever your goal is to start working or be at work. And so for me, it's, like, that physicality. Like, if I'm going to start working at 830, then I need to be, you know, starting to chant at, like, 730 if I want to do an hour or set like between seven thirty and seven forty five, and it, for me it's like uh, I'm <laughs> I'm not as diligent with timekeeping or like you know a strict schedule, but I have to come back to time. So if I know if I wake up late or if I, you know, whatever I'm doing like seven thirty, seven forty five, like I need to have my you know butt sitting down, chanting on me hurting a kill, or you know if I'm coming from work or have a late meeting, like I have these time goals. So like seven thirty, seven forty five, that's for me, you know, in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and then the evening I always try to do it like first thing when I come through the door. Like you know if it's five thirty, six, seven, you know I try not to do it like. I get home, okay, like, now I got to eat. I'm probably going to watch Netflix. I got to call somebody, and then I'm going to chant. Because by the time it gets to that, then I'm like, I'm already exhausted, <laughs> and I'm not going to be as refreshed. So for me, it's setting, like, my two times of the day. So, like, I have this point time in the morning, and I have this point thing in the evening that, that helps me with my consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. Setting an actual time. I think many people don't necessarily think about that. Like just decide what time you're going to chant every day. Right. Yeah. Agree. I've been actually setting a timer lately, which has been super helpful. Like I'll, I'll like say I want to chant for 30 minutes. I'll like, like start the timer. And then like, even if I don't get through the 30 minutes, I'll pause it. And then Mm. later in the day, I'm like, Oh, I still have seven minutes left. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing that helps me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that helps me is the beautiful um, SGI USA app. And so in the app, there's the the liturgy book, but then there's also audio of like people chanting, like and what's actually been really impactful for me, especially in this year of, you know, uh, having meetings virtually or, you know, visiting other Buddhist members virtually is like I always uh, can chant you know, on my own, but then I'm like, oh yeah, I have the app that can chant with me. So I'm always like keeping that rhythm and that spirit. And so it doesn't feel like I'm chatting by myself. Yeah, that's really awesome. And for people who are also totally new, we have um, uh, videos on bootability of different speeds. Oh, yes. So as you're learning, if you need it to be slower or something like that. Um, but anyway, th- this is super helpful. I just wanted to ask some practical tips. And, like, I think the why is so, so clear, but just wrapping your head around the how can be a little difficult. Yeah, I also am, as we're on tips, I have lots of tips. But also another tip is um, having, I've heard the phrase like, uh, 
account Buddha buddy, like account like an accountability buddy, um, or yeah, accountability Buddha buddy. There we go. I can't say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> and having somebody hold you accountable, not necessarily like, did you do your chanting today? But like, if it's that time and somebody sends you a text like, hey, I'm chanting. Are you chanting? And you're like, oh yeah, like I need to, I need to, like, <laughs> I'm going to chant with you. And then like, okay, cool. So that always helps me because I, I mean, we all wake up on those mornings where, especially now it's like, it's a little cold. Do you want to stay in bed a little bit longer? Um, but if somebody sends me a text and is like, yo, I'm chanting, are you chanting? What time are you going to chant? Like, I'm going to start right now. I'm like, okay, like I need to get my butt like ready to go because if this person's like fighting or if this person is chanting diligently or really trying, like making a challenge to chant, like I can, I can, you know, rev up my spirit to like challenge right beside them. So that's always really helpful too. Um, whether it's in the morning or evening or even both, when I have somebody either holding me accountable or I'm holding somebody else accountable or if we're just like simply checking in and saying like, I'm chanting now or like, how was your chanting this morning? I did five minutes or 10 minutes. Like, yeah, I was able to do 20 today and like yesterday I did five, but like today I'm going to do, you know, whatever it is that you're sharing. But like we were talking about earlier, like this community, like being in a community where you know like you're fighting just as much to like win every single day with your chanting like others are too. Like that is just like, I don't even, I have no words like what that feels like, but it's just like a, a connection of like just hearts and spirits, like running to like together. And so being able to have an accountability Buddha buddy is always really helpful. On that note, whether you're brand new to Buddhism or looking to refresh your daily practice, sign up for the Buddhability journey starting January 18th. Once again, it runs all the way until February 18th, and every day you'll get an email and audio to support your daily practice of chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. As Elise shared, whatever your goals might be for 2022, you have to feel worthy and capable of going after them. Chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo is a way to access both those things and so much more. In addition to the daily audio prompts that you'll be getting, we'll continue to share stories of bootability every week on the podcast. Next week, it'll be all about what it really means to value your life. In the meantime, happy chanting. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.